and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I'm very excited to be joined by Delia Folk and Allison Brune. Delia's career in the fashion industry started at Versace and Barney's New York. While working in the buying office, she discovered and nurtured emerging designers, spotted the latest trends, and it gave insights into her fashion career. She's a sought-after speaker and has judged competitions at NY Now. Allison is a national style and image consultant with clients across the country. She studied at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York and holds a color certification from the Image Research Center of New York. Very interesting. I'll have to find out what that means. Um, <laughs> she is a member of the New York Associ- or the Association of Image Consultants International. The purpose of her work is to empower women through creating a visual brand and transforming their style to ignite a new path of confidence and independence. Thank you so much. So what is a color certification? A color certification is when you learn how to recommend the best colors to, to your clients for them, you know, what looks best on them. So basically when you go to something like FIT and you get a, um, you get this whole image consulting certification and this, the, the teacher, the head, the head of the department that created this actual certification program mm-hmm. also taught me about the colors at okay. the, at her, she calls it the national New York image resource center, whatever. Okay. So she is an authority about, you know, color and how it works well for someone or really, really against someone. So we mm-hmm. did a, a, you know, sort of an intense deep dive into, it's not just like, oh, that looks pretty on you. You should wear that color. It's more like, yeah. these are the colors that work. This is why. These are the uh-huh. colors that you need to stay away from. And this is why. Like there is okay. science behind this. It's not just yeah. uh, an opinion. Interesting. Interesting. What kind of, what I, cause I, I like, what do you have to know about somebody? Is it just kind of like someone's like skin color, hair? Like that's kind well, of what I've seen in the past or is it? Yeah, skin color, hair, the the okay. color of your lips without any lipstick. Like I'm looking at you. Interesting. Obviously, your high contrast between your hair and your skin. You have very dark hair and pink lips, probably even without the lipstick. So do, you yeah. know, we could say you're like a winter in coloring, which means mm-hmm. cool tones, high contrast. So you look great mm-hmm. in jewel tones. You look. I always stick to those. In yeah, color blocking. I'm writing that down. Winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, color. Well, when you just think about winter, that's the only reason I say it is it's visual. You can picture the night sky and the snow and the stark, you know, everything is stark and bold. Yeah. So if you have softer contrast between your hair and your skin, then you're going to take those colors and sort of like if you had added white to them, like instead of a bold, mm-hmm. hot pink silk blouse, you would take a pink sweater in cashmere because it's a softer hue. Right. Mm. It's softer. It's not as clear and bold. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. you have a high contrast between your hair and your skin, if you have cool undertones, it's one thing. If you have warm undertones, it's another thing. But both of those are going to be bold, clear colors, which mm-hmm. will be too strong for some people that have less contrast between their hair and their skin. So that's the kind of thing. And I, then you even learn things like, okay, but you're, let's say you're a quote winter, but you can also borrow some colors from people that are warm undertones, you know, it's like, well, I do wear this, but I also like to wear teal. That seems to work for me. And teal is traditionally for warm toned 
people. So mm-hmm. it, get, it can get as complicated as you want, or it can get as basic as you want. But the main thing, the whole, you know, the point of it, and it's an important point is it's what's happening to your face because of this. Yeah. So if yeah. it's like for me, I'm warm undertone. So if I wear like a gray shirt, a gray top, it's going to bounce up on my face. It's going to bring out dark spots and dark circles under my eyes. Cause I have okay. warm undertones and gray is a cool, you know, makes you look ill basically. And then if I, I, wear I love like, gray, I'm always wearing gray. I'm wearing gray because right now. You're winter, because <laughs> okay. you're cool undertone. And okay, Sterling good, Silver, I'm like, oh my God, I love yeah. gray. I'm like, no, don't take it away from no, me. No, no, gray is <laughs> And gray and like Sterling Silver and platinum and diamonds. And yes. that's you, that's you. And that's not mm-hmm. me. We're both high contrast, yeah. but I'm warm. So I'm gold, I'm teals, I'm oranges. Yeah. If I wear orange, it bounces up on my face and I have this rosy glow. And if you wear it, it's like, ooh, you know, it's just... It brings out kind of like an orangey yellowy. look to my yeah, skin. It makes yeah. you look sick. Right. So that's yeah. super important. And a lot of people buy things because they like the piece or they mm-hmm. saw their friend in it or they just think mm-hmm. it's so cute. And then they get it home and they're like, I cannot figure out how to wear it. I don't know why it doesn't work. And I'm like, it's all... Yeah. I don't say horrible, but it's not your best color <laughs> or yeah, it's not no, the best I, your body type, you know, all of those things. Right. So well, you have to people, put all of that into consideration. Yeah. You your really body do type have to start and, picturing things on you. People don't do yeah. that. They just pick them because they're cute, but they don't close their eyes and think, okay, what is this going to look like me on me? Where yeah. am I going to wear it? How am I going to wear it? You know, I it's think important. that, I mean, I've always loved, um, I've always loved clothes. I mean, we were, before we started this, we were talking about, you know, like at least you live in New York and, yeah. um, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm a California girl. I used to live in Texas and then I lived in New York. So, you know, this is kind of like a sweatshirt type thing, but it still has yeah. like a cute little shape, but like, I, I like a very casual, like I always kind of like mm-hmm. that casual, um, California thing, which definitely became more popular in New York in the two thousands and things like that. I was like, yeah. uh-huh. um, <laughs> that's kind of how, who I am. And I've, I've always stayed very true to that. Mm-hmm. If you have, I mean, I know how important your style is for your personal brand, but there are a lot of people I feel that are, are pretty reluctant to it. They're just like, I don't, I either don't like it or I don't like the kind of snobbery of it or why are people judging me? There's all these kind of like negative things. Whereas I'm kind of like really excited. Yay. I'm not thinking of like being judged and that kind of thing. What do you tell people that kind of have, like, if you had a client there have like negative, one of those negative feelings about it, Delia, what would you say? Well, the mom's the stylist. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> All she right. Has, Allison, you tell me. But I, um, I'm trying to bring you in on this too. <laughs> I know. She'll come in later. She'll come in later. Okay. But, um, so first of all, it's not about fashion and it's not about style when you're creating a visual brand that has nothing to do with it. It's just how mm-hmm. you're wrapping the package. And it is true. You know, that it's the first impression. A lot of people will say, Oh, I don't care about the coat because no one will see that. I'm going to take it off when I get there. I'm like, that's the entrance and that's the Mm -hmm. exit. Care about the coat, right? And it's the same thing when you are creating uh, your package for what you want your business to look like. It's just a Mm -hmm. visual representation. So let's say you're a child psychologist, okay, and you are in a suit, you know, a crisp collar. You have your hair pulled back. You're in pumps and you're sitting at your desk. And this traumatized little child comes in. Well, how are they going to feel when they see you? They're probably going to feel a little scared. You kind of look like a principal Mm. or something. 
But if they come in and your hair is down and it's soft and you have on a soft sweater and maybe a little flowy skirt and you're sitting in a comfortable chair near the ground sort of, they immediately, before they say hello to you, they look and they're like, I'm safe here. That's how important what you wear can be. It truly is. And people don't don't think about that. It can make or break the job interview. It's really yeah. crazy, the attributes that, and when you say people are judging me, what happens there is they don't know they are judging you. At this stage, when I went to FIT, they teach you what the brain of the person that's looking at you is thinking. And it's not like, oh, she's ugly. Oh, he's big. Oh, anything like that. It's more like the brain is checking off these, these things and they can be completely wrong. Like, Delia, what are some of the um, attributes that assign to people just by what they are wearing and their hair, for example? So the first impression, basically within a few seconds, this is subconsciously, but people mm-hmm. start characterizing you. Are you leadership material? Are you smart, professional, trustworthy, high status, promiscuous even. So our brains like to categorize people, and this is happening whether we know that it's happening or not. So that's why before you even open your mouth, Mm -hmm. people are kind of getting a sense for who you are. Right. There's a million examples of that, you know. If yeah, you, I love the example that you gave, Allison, of of the child psychologist because right? that is really something that I would have never thought about. But you're right? like, yeah, totally, you really, because you have to. Because it's not like it's not even like a job interview and that kind of thing. But yeah, your job is to help this person, this child that may really be in serious right. trauma, right. and you could make it you know worse, right. or you could be another person in the series of, of traumatic events or, or, or people right. that they, they don't want right. to connect with, and exactly. that could be the difference, what you wear. Exactly. I, I really hadn't thought of that. That's amazing. I know. That's what I'm saying. No one does, and no one realizes. They mm-hmm. think it's vain. You know, I have professors come to me, and they're like, okay, they want me to make some videos for my department, and you know... It's, you know, to be a cool professor amongst your colleagues, you do not care about fashion. You know, it's shallow and, mm-hmm. and anti-intellectual. But basically. even at FIT, they don't care about fashion? Oh, no, no. At FIT, that's a whole different thing. Okay. These are, these okay, are professors that, from different universities that come to me as clients. Got it. And so got then it, we it. talk through what is the subject, what is the department, who are the students, you all, and the donors and whatever, who all are the people that you want to speak to. And then we craft the Mm -hmm. look from there. So especially when you're creating a brand, depending on what your brand is, or if you're working for a company, you, you, instead of always thinking, I want to be myself, I want to show, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. But what about thinking about, okay, this is the company I work for. This is their mission. And I'm the face of the company right now. So how would I get that message across Oh, it's truly, you know, nonverbal communication. And it really is. It's such an easy, it's such an easy tool, like, especially for women, we have a lot of power in in how we dress, but also we can sabotage ourselves. You know, by the way, we dress is something we're talking about in the work world when you're meeting with a bunch of men and things like that. You need all the mm -hmm. tools that you can get because, you know, it's unfortunately that's the way it is. Um, but it's a tool that I feel like is so underutilized. 
And it's kind yeah. of easy. Well, it's, if you, if you have somebody that like, say has this, is in this, like, you know, uh, works as an eye banker, but it's so against their style. You're kind of like, well, maybe you need to consider doing something else. Right. If you want to be flamboyant and all these kind of things. Cause right there, if they're like, oh, my career is stagnating or this kind of thing is happening and I want to do all these wild things, but you're like, that doesn't really go with what you do. Is that exactly? I mean, I feel like people kind of don't want to hear that. No, they don't. No one wants to hear that. Right. It's like (laughs) we were talking to a wedding planner the other day. She had us on the podcast and she was telling us this story about when she first started out, she thought she would be the wedding planner for people that wanted alternative style weddings because she wanted Mm. everyone to have a place, to have a special window. I mean, wedding, you know, whatever their thing was, you do you, I can help you figure that out. But she looked in her closet and she had all Ann Taylor. She was like, mm-hmm. okay. She was going to a trade show, her first trade show. And her husband had worked really hard on the booth and everything. And then she thought, I have nothing to wear that um, someone who would want to come to, you know, to have an out-of-the-box wedding, they're going to look at me yeah. in an Ann Taylor dress and go, I, she's not going to understand my vision. And then that's when mm-hmm. she realized, I think I'm going after the wrong people. It's really important Mm -hmm. for you psychologically and um, just like physiologically to match your insides to your outsides. Because if you're trying, you're not from that paradigm. You don't understand. It's not a natural thing for you to, to immediately, you know, it just makes the job a lot harder for you. If this is you and then the job is something you know, completely uh, different, you know? Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's an interesting way of putting that. Cause it's, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't, they want the job to fit them and you're like, yeah. hmm? well, that's maybe a good you kind of need to like, right. Yeah. That's like, why I was like the eye banker. Like it doesn't make sense with, you know, no. I mean, I used to work in financial services in New York and you, right. you weren't wearing colored, like, Purple nail polish or, you know, nose nose rings or a bunch of tattoos. And that's fabulous if you do that. But you're probably sitting there going, these people are so boring and uptight. (laughs) You know, they're all dressed in a conservative business type, get business done thing. And you want to say, you know, whatever. So it is something really to consider for sure. I mean, you know, you'd be happier in a place that makes sense to you. I I think that's a, a, a nicer way to look at it instead of going like, this isn't, I don't like the way oh, yeah. everyone else is doing it. Let's think about what you're doing and maybe you need to be somewhere else to make exactly. you Exactly. How does it affect more... you to day after day go be with these people yeah. that are that you don't understand or that you know that don't get you. Yeah. And also right. at the same time, if you're working for an important bank, for example, it's you know, it's kind of an honor. You know, you were excited, I'm sure, when you got the job. So if they want their brand to look a certain way, who are you? To say, well, I'm I'm going to wear the, the nose ring. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. I have to be myself. Yeah. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. people right now, there's a conversation that should be had about that right now. It doesn't mean you can't wear it everywhere else, but you're a part of a huge bank. You're just one person. Mm-hmm. They can't really, you know, they don't want to change the, the, the rules. They can't change the rules for one person because they'd be changing them every five minutes. Right. It's like well, this is really the, the you know. Cause, but it's not only changing the rules, but if you go back to the, the subconscious way people think about right. who they are dealing with at a bank, if you're right. repelling customers, right. you they're can't really business, do that. 
Right. And you're also going to get the call that something's going on with, you know, it's not happening with the other, you know, team members, but you know, whatever, it's just, it's just not the best fit. It doesn't mean it can't happen. These are just things that if you want to set yourself up, you know, to be the happiest, to feel fulfilled and also to get, have success. You know, mm-hmm. once that professor, once we put her in a great looking suit, she was like, hi, I love this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's less about fashion than all of a sudden, like feeling strong, feeling like I've got this, Yeah, you know, let's have I another. Love that. <laughs> like, Maybe I need two. I love that. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Well, so one of one of the things that you guys talk about is enclosed cognition. Um, what is that and how can it impact your success? All right. I'm going to read to you the the uh, the true definition of it. OK. OK. Enclosed cognition illustrates how clothing impacts human cognition based on the co-occurrence of its symbolic meaning and the physical wearing of the attire. So what it really means, these guys, this uh, Adam and Galinsky, they coined the term and they had done a study about what happens to the brain of the person when they put on a web uh, on a lab coat and they're performing a task. And then what happens to other people when they see someone in a lab coat? Well, obviously, if they're in a lab coat, what is the first thing you think? Oh, they're smart, right? Mm. You know, they're in the medical field, whatever it is. Okay, so. What happens to the person who puts on the lab coat? And in the study, time and time again, when the person had on the lab coat, they performed their tasks better. They had a longer attention span, too. Even to themselves, a lab coat represents smart. They put on the lab coat, they're ready to pay attention and, you know, and dive right in. So that's another, you know, close what I wish it's almost like adorning your your body. You know, it's like. Anything you put on your body, it means something. My father used to say, or my someone in my family would say, no, these aren't outfits. These are uniforms. This is what I wear when I, you know, go scuba diving because it's life-saving protective gear. And this is what I wear when I do this because of this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, it's the same thing. It's like you put on a certain piece of clothing. It means something to you. It means something to other people when they see you. And it might mean something to other people that you don't want them to associate with necessarily, you know, like that really isn't who I am. But on the other hand, if it's a certain piece that you put on when you're going to have a tough conversation, you know, or you want people to pay attention to you and sit up straight and listen to you and not be distracted by what you're wearing. When you put that piece on, you know, you're ready to, to go in the door. And I remember a Mm -hmm. story that um, I read that Jerry Hall, it was an article about her and she was talking about living with Mick Jagger and about, Um, He was this really sweet, kind husband and everything. But right before he went on stage, when he put on the clothes that he was going to wear on stage, there were like two sets of double doors that he had to go through to get out, you know, to the stage. And she'd be behind him and he would like, bam, through the double doors. He didn't care who was behind him. Bam, through the second doors. Because he was like, okay, I'm on, I'm on. I'm about to go perform for millions of people. And he was all pumped up. The act Mm -hmm. of putting on the clothes leaving everyone else behind. So there's just so many examples of what, what you wear can affect, obviously, you know, if you're happy, you know, it can affect you, you know, make you happier, but much more importantly, it really does send signals to your brain. Yeah. 
when I do um, media training with people, I'm always, you know, I mean, we can like joke about like Jeffrey Tubin and not wearing pants, but, um, (laughs) but like, you know, during the whole zoom time and everything like that, like, yeah, you know, where I, where something that makes you feel very confident. So you kind of are like the, you know, the equivalent of what you would be in an office or whatever you need to do for this meeting on zoom. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of like I've seen people like, yeah, they have like pajamas on the bottom and um, you know, uh, like a business thing on top. It's like the mullet of outfits. Um, Yeah, that's right. I, I think, I think it's always better to, dress like go if that you could go outside and you're not embarrassed like right if someone's all you're wearing are you going to be embarrassed are you truly like showing up um because right, I, totally. I think you're going to give a better meeting is right. that not really yeah, yeah. what you Delia, kind of said there Delia talks about this a lot what are your thoughts about this Delia? Julia J- chime in Julia please <laughs> Yes. So I have a friend and she, we were talking about going to events and let's say you're going to an event that's going to be featured in a magazine or something. But like when you show up somewhere and you are dressed head to toe, you are obsessed with your outfit. Number one, you're super confident. And two, you don't have to worry about it. You can be the social butterfly and you can be happy. On the flip side of that, you are like adjusting yourself. You're pulling down your skirt. How's my hair? And so that's distracting to both you and yourself. So if you can get your style right, then you can go at an event and live your life and press your goals, achieve the goals for your career or have the hard conversations or whatever. Right. And also when, when you're in sweatpants below and you're in a nice shirt for a zoom call above, your brain is getting sent mixed messages. So on one Mm -hmm. hand, your brain is thinking, it's time for a nap. I'm cozy and I'm comfy. And then up here on this half, it's like, okay, I'm at work. I'm having, you know, these important conversations. And so your brain, you know, it's distracting. They have definitely Mm -hmm. shown, you know, have done research on that too. It's like when you're sending different messages to your brain, you can't function um, as highly either. It's, you know, it really does uh, mess with your brain. Oh, it does. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, Zoom does not mean casual. Zoom does not equal casual. So like you were saying, like Mm -hmm. we still need to show up. I feel like there were so many people during 2020 and or post that when they would just, who cares? I'm at home. I'm not going to put on makeup. I'm in my sweat shirt or whatever. But it's you must respect yourself and you must respect your company. So if I am your Mm -hmm. boss and you're showing up to a meeting like that, that does not I'm not promoting you the next time mm-hmm. the, you're up for a promotion. So that's mm-hmm. something that people don't think about or they're like, I don't care. I'm just going to show up however I am and you need to accept me. Right. Yeah. And another example, too, is like um, the nightly news. If you're watching a news program, if you, you know, if the news is boring to you or you don't want to hear it anymore, it's upsetting. The, what you're going to start doing is go, you know. Is that his real hair? You know, why is she wearing that neckline? What is that shirt? Mm -hmm. What do you think about her hair, mom? You know, those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not even judging. We don't even know we're doing it. Once we get bored or we lose our, you know, our attention span immediately, what else you're just standing there looking. It's the same thing with someone giving a presentation. If they lose, if you lose them because of what you're saying, 
they're going to go straight. Now, if you're looking good, if you're wearing the right thing that matches what you're talking about, then it becomes a non-issue. They'll think she looks Mm -hmm. good. She looks like something she's going to talk about something I'm going to be interested in. And then they don't think about Mm -hmm. it anymore. But if you're wearing something from the very beginning, like wonder why she's wearing that, you know, Mm -hmm. to talk about this. If that's, you know, sometimes you're like, that looks like a cocktail dress she's wearing, but she's on the morning news, you know, those kind of things. So you don't want to sabotage yourself that way. If you have something important to say and you've worked hard to prepare and then you get up there mm-hmm. and all they're thinking about is what you're wearing, then you've not done a good job. I remember I um, I had to go to San Francisco and I had to do, pit, do, a, do a pitch contest for a business that I had previously. Right. And um, like many women, I was dealing with some extra extra weight around the middle oh, sure. and my jeans were not fitting. I had a little bit of muffin top, Yeah, you know, and I'm not fat, but right, anyone will have muffin top if the pants are too, are too oh, tight. So absolutely. I literally went, yeah, I went to the store and, and I remember there was a, a guy at the, in the jeans department. Um, and I was, I told him my story and I'm like, I just need jeans that look good on me in this body that I'm currently in so I can go because it's, it's like, it's LA, it's, it's, you know, Northern California. So jeans are what you wear with with a blazer or whatever, you know, heels, that kind of thing. So I was dressed appropriately for the, the, you know, atmosphere that I was going to be in, but I needed them to fit and me feel good. So that was a time when I was like, I have to have something that I feel good in because I, it's going, I will be like, so my husband talks about his great, his great grandmother used to always say, stop fiddling with your sundress. She was, um, yeah. So if you're fiddling with your sundress, they're going to notice that too. They're not going to notice your presentation. They're like, why is she fiddling with her? Right. And then they'll think she's off in in their mind. There's like, they think awkward. You know, yeah, unprofessional. What's happening? You know, yeah. It, it, and it it's, is. It's just like saying to someone, you know, I have a pimple right here and I hate it. Well, then they just mm. look at the pimple. You know, it's like if the pant yeah. is too small and you're going like this, you're drawing their eye right to the pant that is too small. You know, right. it's like exactly what you didn't want to do. So you were very wise to do what you did. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I just was like, I have to be comfortable. It's it's such a weird thing, and I think a theme that comes up a lot in my podcast is running a business and being in, in your career. Yes. All of this stuff that happens in your life, weight gain, stresses, it can, it can affect like how you show up from yes. your mental to what you put on your, on, Absolutely. on you. But if you just, you have to put it cause it's, it all affects how you show up. And then, yeah, you won't get that promotion. Like you were saying, Delia, before you're not going to get that promotion. You're not going to get whatever it is. And like, what a shame because you have an extra 10 pounds. You have, right. You didn't sleep. So you can't communicate well. (laughs) You can't listen. You know, there's so many things. It's so true. And planning ahead. That's huge too. People the night before, what am I going to wear? You know, that's way too late to decide. Yes. I, I am sometimes, um, I am sometimes one of those people that'll be a little bit stressed. Like I, I like scrambling sometimes and sure, everybody Nicole does. knows exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes I get in here and it's like a couple minutes before the podcast. I'm like, <gasps> okay, I'm ready. Right. You know, cause everything, yeah, but it, <laughs> it really matters if it you, does. if you are feeling comfortable and you're wearing a good color. Cause yeah, I hate to get into the room and I'm like, Ooh, that wasn't a good choice. Well, when you look in the Zoom and you're like, oh, what's, and then you're distracted because you're like, that color looks so bad. I should have, I should have gotten right. here earlier and checked it out that I could have changed my shirt. Right. 
Right. So yeah. that's another point to bring across about the um, visual brand. Know your body type and know your colors. Like I said in the beginning, yeah. because if you don't know your body type, you're going to keep trying on the wrong things and then yeah. you're never going to feel good in them. So you're going to be distracted yeah. again there too. So you need to know your body type. You need to know what kind of jacket, what kind of shirt works best on you. Um, so where can someone do that? Well, they don't know where to find well, the body like type. We or have, uh, you know, so many um, videos and uh, blog posts and we try and help people that way. And then obviously they can work with a personal stylist, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what I do virtually and in person. And they can also, you know, Google things, but now we're on TikTok and I do these little tiny TikToks like how to find your waist, you know, just these basic little things to know if you're short waisted. And then if you yeah. figure out, okay, I am short waisted, then you Google how to dress if you're short waisted, you know, and yeah. if you still are confused, that's when you say, okay, so I think I'm going to work with a stylist because that doesn't mean there are those stylists that are like, okay, here's my package for a thousand dollars. You'll get three looks. That's not the way we work. It's more like you've already had those people. You have those three looks, but you still have nothing to wear. And you didn't learn any techniques to teach you to shop by yourself going forward. So if you mm-hmm. reach out to someone like me, we teach you the pieces to steer away from and to steer towards. And then basically, you know, you build sort of a core wardrobe where this can translate into work clothes. You can also take the same piece and change it and wear it to go out to dinner. You can wear it on Saturday to brunch in different ways, you know, kind of like mix and match this little core wardrobe mm-hmm. type thing and add in a few creative pieces and things like that. Um, yeah. and, and that's what it takes. But once you learn those things, you, you, you have them, you know, once you know, mm-hmm. you need to wear this kind of jacket, you don't need to wear a crop jacket because you have an hourglass figure and that's, you know, you don't need this to hit you right at the hip because that's going to make the hip look wider. All of those kinds of things. Then once you have that information, information is power. You know, once you have it, it makes things so much easier. And then when you're standing I, up in front of people, especially, you're yeah. not thinking they're looking at my thighs. They're looking at my <laughs> boobs, whatever it is, right. you know, yeah. that you've got that covered. You know, it's all about accentuating the parts that you want to, balancing out your body top and bottom half and camouflaging the things that maybe aren't your favorite parts about yourself. One of the shows I used to love to watch was, um, what not to wear Yeah, with like Stacey London. I love yeah. that. The, I never watched the UK version. I always watched the, the, uh, one Stacey, in New York. Right. Yeah. And I, I like definitely learned a lot from that. And I feel like as somebody that kind of like really went in, in New York in the two thousands and I was all about all of those things and I was wearing the boot cuts and then it went to skinny jeans and I was like, Oh no, yeah. I'm, I'm freaking out. And then I got, and then I finally got into the skinny jeans and now we're supposed to be dumping those and we're back right. into, so I've gone to straight jeans and that's yeah. like kind of a happy cause it's still a little tighter yeah. and it still makes me feel slim and nice. And I think cause you're talking about the crop, you know, jackets, like there's like all these things keep changing. And I, I still wear, like, it's really funny. I can literally go back and shoes that I bought because we were joking earlier about how I do the shoe sales at, at Bird Grove. So shoes that yeah. I bought 10, 12 years ago, now they're oh, back yeah. and I'm rocking them now because they were like classics. And okay. I think, I think that that's kind of like one of the things I feel like, like French women get this, but I feel like a lot of times American women want to be, they want to jump on the styles. Like you're talking about giving style tips. I always see like these style tips. It's like women and, and maybe they're like 50 or whatever. And they're like giving these tips on how to wear these trendy things. And I'm like, 
I'm like, kind of like once you're in your thirties to me, I was like, I kind of know what works and what doesn't. I don't right. really want to do all those styles because I know those and I'm not putting myself down. They're going to make me look fat. My butt's going to look bigger or like, right. you know, I've got like, I've got, you know, boobs. So I can't wear right. boxy things. Cause again, exactly. I look fat, like without a waist, like, you know, exactly. yourself. You do. And so, so I feel like, some, yeah. Some seasons <laughs> it's all about the boxy sweater. You can't find anything yeah. but the boxy sweater. And then some yeah. seasons like, you would look really pretty in hot pink and fuchsia. And right now, that's the color of the season. So this would be the year, if you like to wear that color, to go buy mm -hmm. some pieces. And then you'll wear them the rest of your life. You know, trends come mm -hmm. and go. But if you know your body type and what makes you feel good, then, you know, timeless is a little different than classic. And it's a little different than just like frumpy. You know, mm -hmm. it's more like chic. You know, a good example of uh, Someone just asked me, uh, was included in, a, in an article about comparing Elizabeth James from the Parrot Trap and Princess Diana and how their styles were so simple, uh, similar. And so mm. when you look at those two women and the way they dressed in that film, and especially when you look at Princess Diana, when you think about what she wore, she was really in a button-down shirt and a little pair of skinny, not, like, not necessarily super skinny jeans, but... Jeans are either a little pair of sort of khakis that were tapered at the ankle and a loafer. And, you know, people are like, well, I try that and I just look frumpy. Yeah, because she had the perfect haircut for her body type. She had the, clo the clothes fit her. The clothes were ironed. The clothes were nice quality. You know, she had, her posture was involved in all of this, too. The earrings that she wore, everything was planned out, and it worked to create this full picture. You can't just throw on a button down and a jean and an old loafer and think that you look super chic now, you know, mm -hmm. with wet hair. I mean, so, yeah. you know, it really is knowing your body type. That's what it goes back to. I like that. It, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it may seem kind of um, frivolous. Maybe sometimes people could think that, that it is, I, I, you know, it is part of what we do. We kind of say, okay, for your photo shoot, you know, dress like this. Yeah. It is important. I mean, you know, it is how you show up because people do make that really split second decision on your life. Are you going to get hired, promoted, anything? And it's and such I'll a shame to miss you. out. You are in. Yeah. What are you thinking? Are you distracted? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling great? You know, you put on that jacket and you feel like you can take on the world. You're going to nail the interview. I mean, you know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. These are tools. And the thing about being shallow, that's really more about fashion. And that fashion is fun and fluffing up is fun and, you know, things like that. But this is more serious. This is really about setting yourself up and not sabotaging yourself. You know, like mm -hmm. literally it can help you get what you want. It's just mm -hmm. another tool to help you get what you want, you know, and that. when you go in there and you're like, I don't care. Well, you're going to care when you don't get the job. You're going to care when you don't get the promotion. You're going to care when you don't get the guy, whatever the girl, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like just take a little more effort and show up for yourself. And that includes what you put on your body. You're not running around naked, you know.
<laughs> I haven't heard that. My, a friend of mine used to say naked. I love that. <laughs> well, so because we're from the south, I know. Naked, however people say it. <laughs> um, I I used to live in Texas. And my friend was was Texan, yeah. so she would say naked, and it would crack me up. Yeah. Um. I so you know we're we're at the point where we need to wrap up, but I want to know three tips. So, ladies, what are three tips that we can think about? Um, when, when we're kind of, you know, for our, for our style and we're getting things uh, ready for an interview or a presentation. Do you? Well, you said it before. Oh. Say it again. Say it again. Know your body type and know what colors work for you. Absolutely. That is, I cannot, I cannot, uh, you know, say that enough times that that yeah. is like it's like you remember when you could get one a if you turned in your homework for a whole semester that was like an easy a this is like you know this is easy once you know your body body type and your color your colors mm-hmm. then that's the first step and then the other thing is taking time to figure out how to incorporate how to meld your inside and your outside so that you feel like you no matter where you are, there'll be some different tweaks. I mean, you know, what you're going to wear on a Saturday morning is probably going to be different than what you wear to the office, but it still needs to be you. And there isn't just Mm -hmm. one, you know, like you don't have to be just one thing, one style, you know, like Delia might be all business when she's speaking to, um, you know, a, a jewelry conference. And then when she's out at night, she might have on her leather jacket and, you know, a little tank and jeans and and high heel shoes, you know, but she still feels good in that because both of those are roles that she plays in her life that she is comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So just get to the point where you feel like your insides match your insides. If you can't figure out, call me. Yeah. It's easy to do because the majority of people do not take the effort or they don't have the knowledge. So the yeah. smallest of tweaks, if you actually thoughtfully plan out your outfit and it makes sense with what you're doing that day and all of that, you're going to stand apart. You're going to get the promotion. People are going to be mm-hmm. like, how do, how did they do that? Right. So, right. We'll leave you this, yeah. with this very quick um, visual again. So they did a study and they took two men, two guys, and they were going on interviews. They put them in the same suit. It was off the rack. One of them was tailored. One of them was not. So, of course, they both went, were interviewed by the same people. Invariably, the guy with the tailored suit got the job. But when the people that were doing the study went back and asked, why did you hire this person? They didn't know they were in a study. And they said, well, he's he was obviously the best for the job. He was the most intelligent. You could tell when he walked in the room, he was very polished. He represented our company well. And it was all because the suit was tailored. So, you know. All of these things on and on and on tell you about the importance of having a visual brand. Mm -hmm. Well, like I mentioned with what not to wear, I mean, that was always a thing Like the people were super resistant. I don't want to do it. I don't want to, this isn't going to be me. I'm not going to be authentic. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, Hey, look at me. They were able to find clothes that they felt comfortable in. They stood up taller. They didn't care about the extra pounds anymore. 
Right. And it was like, yeah, I, that, yeah. If, if anyone if doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and watch those old episodes because those will make you a believer. Cause those people would start out not want, not agreeing, not yeah, thinking they were it funny. mattered for their right. life. Right. And then they were a believer at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for, for being here. I, it's yeah, so, I learned a lot. It. Now I know that I'm a, I'm a winter. Um, right. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure what my body type is, but I'm going to go, you know, figure that yeah. out as well. I'd always think it's a good idea to know. Yeah. Oh, and you can um, literally so, on TikTok. We have what to do if you have broad shoulders, what to do if you want to camouflage, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, camouflage well, so your tell tummy. me what where can, where can people find you? Tell that's yeah. Where can they find you? Well, the website, thestylethatbindsus.com, is a great hub because it has all our social channels, link to the newsletter, the styling services, the blog. So that's the base, and then they can explore and have fun from okay. there. And find those TikTok videos. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm awesome. on it, but it definitely is a helpful tool, I think. All right. Oh, so thank you so, so much for, for being here. Yeah, and, and I definitely you, learned so much. And you know what? Style should be fun and you should feel good in it. If you don't feel good, it's because you're probably not wearing the right thing. And that's what right. I feel like we all learned today. So thank you so much, ladies. Thank Absolutely. you for having us, Claire. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.